Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with week 77 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And today I'm joined by my buddy, Carrick. What's up? And we don't have Lone. We don't have Noah, naturally. So, it's just us two. So, you're going to have a lot of <laughs> nerding out. Going to have a lot of great games discussion. Much nerding. Oh, yes. So, down below in the link in the description is to Sugar Bombs. There will be a link to a thread that I've created so you guys can submit more questions there. You have a higher chance of being featured on the question section if you submit on the website because there's a lot less to filter through at this current time. So, that's a way to generate some traffic for us. So, if you guys want to go ahead and make sure you get your questions on, then ask away over there. Once again, link down below. Along with iTunes and Google Play. Uh, Some people have been asking where the mobile episode for this week was. I don't know what the delay was on their end. But it should be up by this point. I don't know why. Sometimes they take longer. Sometimes they're like that when I upload them. It's really hard to time because we record these on Fridays. I've said this before. We record these on Fridays. And I don't want to upload it too early because then I want you guys to tune into the video part because that's where a lot of the fun happens. But also I don't want to give it out too late. So no one cares. So trying to figure that out. Uh, But anyway, you should have both mobile episodes for this week and last week. I apologize to our mobile listeners as always. Uh, timestamps, link, or not links, rather, they are just all listed down below, so you can skip to whatever segment you would like to, and then each week we like to interact with you guys, so answer this question with the hashtag HamRadioTime on Twitter, tag any of the handles you see on screen right now. Are you looking forward to Gears 4? There's been a lot of hype built up around this game very quickly, and I think the discussions are going to ramp up on that one. It's really turning into the flagship, or it really is the flagship of Microsoft this year, so... I'm really curious to see what your reception to it is because they did the launch trailer and just went gold. They're talking about DLC, I think, already. So I'm curious to hear people's thoughts on it. I'm looking forward to it quite a bit, even as someone who's not a big Gears fan. Yeah. it's uh, when does, What's the date for it? Think Remind me. October 11th. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so pretty quick climbing up on us. Uh, Carrick and I will obviously be reviewing it, correct? We hope. Yeah, right, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anything going on on your channel right now? Uh, we've got uh, multiple podcasts that we just did. Um, from now on, in all of the ending podcasts on our channel, we're doing a breakdown of a game or game series. So uh, we do the normal stuff, industry discussion. And at the end of la- yesterday's, we broke down Batman, Arkham, all of the games. Uh, we- and we go like, what's your favorite antagonist? And everybody says that. What's your favorite protagonist and why? What what uh, gadgets you liked to use the best and why and, and we break it down uh, as well just like what game design aspects did we like and then today's which I'm uploading later tonight for the international podcast we got some guys in Europe and a uh, um, guy in the I think he's on the East Coast right now we discussed Telltale we discussed cool. all Telltale games and just like what do we like dislike 
what who's the best character in any of them. Mm. And so that has been a blast. And then I will be doing a Mafia 3 video on uh, keys to success, recipe to success. I haven't decided how I'm going to name it. But basically, I'm starting to do videos on games that are coming out, what they need to succeed, what I want to see them do, especially as we see a lot of these trailers. You and I have talked offline about this. Yeah. Where, like, sometimes the trailers, you're like, is this is it making me more excited or less excited? Yeah, because, so. you know, with Mafia 3, it's an interesting case because there's so it many. It is. It is, and that's actually one of the things I want to look at. Um, so that's it for this week, and some more reviews, of course, each of day. Course. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Um, I'm curious, though. Have you played the new episode of the Batman Telltale game yet? Yeah. You have? I have not gotten a chance to. I've heard great things. Uh, Dude, it's, they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, the duality of the character, and there's some cool stuff for a bad guy. So mm, yeah. I think you should jump in tonight if you get a chance. Oh, sit absolutely. back. Sit back and play it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway... This week's Bethesda News Roundup I found uh, quite interesting because the Dishonored marketing is starting to ramp up. It is all over Bethesda stuff now. Uh, It's definitely gunning for Game of the Year, that's for sure. You can really tell, based off people's previews, what this game's letting you do, the replayability, and all that stuff. It really seems to be gunning for Game of the Year title. So, I don't know if you saw, Carrick, but uh, there's a new... Dishonored 2 Creative's Kill trailer where it's like all the crazy ways you can kill someone. Ridiculous stuff, man. Like, you see him set up a spring trap then pull someone in and it just lets go. You'll see him do a domino effect on someone and throw them into the uh, reverse polarity. Uh, I forgot those electric gates, what they're called. But, um, you know, he'll throw it in there and the rest of everyone else who is connected through the domino will just disintegrate. There's some real creativity that gives a lot of gameplay freedom, I got to say. Do you ever feel like they watch YouTube and go, we should put that in the game? Because it reminds me of the guy who did the video called like the top 100 kills in Dishonored where he just went nuts. Where I'm pretty sure most people didn't play like that. They tried, but he got so good at it. It was Mm. ridiculous. And I swear to God, like Bethesda saw that and was like, okay. Because this seems to a level way beyond like what they even attempted in one. Like, that, it, it exactly. seems like it's it was... A, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, it just it's amazing because in one, it felt like this limitless gameplay. It still yeah. kind of does, even after all these years. But there's a focus that's different. Yeah, and now you've seen the second one, based off the trailers at least, and people's hands-on previews, that it's somehow going that next step forward. Yeah, right. And yeah. It, it's incredible. So if people have not seen this trailer yet, I highly recommend giving it a look, especially at the end when he jumps off the building and, like, slows down time, shoots something out of the sky, you know, lands, catches someone, the thing lands, explodes, kills, like, five guards, and then he just walks out. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the movie MacGruber, I think is what it was called, which was, like, a ripoff of, like, you know, the Lethal Weapon Michael Bay movies. Okay. And that's what the action hero would do is, like, 15 things in the air, you know, juggling guns. But it's like in game form now. Yeah, that's exactly that's exact that's a perfect way to describe it because it's just they they pause time and they're like, all right, how much can we do in this yeah, exactly, time here? Exactly, it, exactly. it's amazing. Um, on top of Dishonored news, this was an interesting marketing move. Uh, they released their full list of achievements, like spoilers and everything. Oh wow! Yeah, wow, wait, like really? like Bethesda Net too. Like this is an official post. They are like, yeah, our achievements are out. Read at your own risk because there's obviously spoilers here. I'm like so. Someone's going to read this and post in the comments what happens at the end of Dishonored 2 to some degree. I'm sure it'll be a vague description, but yeah. if you keep it in the back of your mind while you're playing the game, you'll connect the dots probably. And so I thought this is a dangerous move. Does this say to you they 
how do I word it? I want to say they don't care about the story, but are they are they worried more about the gameplay or the story at this point? Uh, I think that in all honesty, the, so we already know leaks happen, and we I, we talked about this off camera a couple months ago, right? Like right when I first uh, started to talk to you, mm-hmm. where I like spoilers, and I discussed like I, un, unlike a lot of people, I actually enjoy spoilers. But when I was talking to some of the game developers, they were like, "Listen, we can't stop spoilers from happening. They're getting out." Like, regardless, so we don't know what to do. So I think somebody like Bethesda is probably, like, it's just one way to get people excited. Let's just, re- let's just release the achievements. We know people want to know what they are. And let them discuss the game. Additionally, I am not going to put it past some companies to start faking some of this shit. It hasn't happened yet. But in no way, shape, or form is it impossible to fake or add achievements or remove achievements. We know it's happened. That would be, so, that would be interesting. Dude, it would be awesome if they were like, you know, I mean... It, you know, kill a main character, or whatever, and you're like, oh, the main character, we know that person, and maybe you meet him right at starting the game, but then you, once you start looking, that achievement's been switched once you turn it on, and it's a totally different character. You can't even kill the one that they said you could kill, yeah, because they they can mess with people that way. You know, I would I would love that actually. No, that would be actually that'd be a good <laughs> plot to us. You know, hey, here's the achievement list, and they think they got all the spoilers, yeah, they think they got the whole story out there, and then you play it, it's something totally different. Yeah, I actually that that'd be a good idea, and that might be why Bethesda to some degree. Is taking that route. I, we don't know if they're faking it, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, uh, no, I don't Fallout think they. Fallout Four was, you know, ridiculous. Yeah, two weeks before launch, every detail you could show of this game had was to there. be shown. You know, it was. There were videos on just the main menu. Yeah, there were videos on the map. There were videos on the gear that the game took place in. Like it was that to that much detail. How much people want to know about this game? So I, I think that's why you're seeing Bethesda roll back around and say, you know what, let's just, you know, yeah, show the achievements. Uh, also because, you know, it, it, Dishonored a, has a good story, I feel. I don't think it gets enough credit. I don't think it's amazing or anything, but I think with Dishonored 2, they're definitely focusing more on the gameplay freedom because that's, that's where its strengths lie. It's not yeah. a compelling story. Uh, I think it's an interesting one, and they give you a good enough reason to kill or not kill, but I think they know Dishonored's strengths for the second one's going to lie and it's more creative gameplay, like flipping between realms, for example, that type of stuff is crazy. Oh, right. Well, maybe they'll also, maybe they, after seeing what people played and enjoyed, maybe they decided that the gameplay will just be about you and I creating the game story in the way we play. Like it'll be a skeleton and it'll be a very interesting skeleton, but maybe a lot of it is about how we get to point a, exactly. you know, exactly versus them directing us through it all. Exactly. So. Yeah. It's probably, cause they probably thought, when someone told a story about Dishonored 2, when someone described this, or not Dishonored 2, Dishonored 1, yeah. when they described something in the game, they were probably telling a gameplay story on how they took someone out. Right, How they exactly. creatively killed someone, something along those lines. Versus, oh, like, uh, we the princess died in Final Fantasy, or not the princess, yeah. but when the character died in Final Fantasy 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, I think that's exactly it. I think when people talk about, when people talk about Dishonored, it's rarely about a story beat. It's more about an action beat. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, it's about what's happening, what you're doing, not mm-hmm. what the story's right. doing. So I w- for me, personally, I wouldn't say this is that they don't care about the story, but I think, yeah. like you said, I uh, I think it's this is where their interests lie more. And, and I think they have confidence in the game, too. Don't you? Because it seems to me, even though people were had some issues uh, with a couple of the videos that we saw, I think, was it at Live E3 at their Bethesda? There was a couple of videos that they've shown of gameplay, and people are like, oh, it doesn't look the greatest, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like Bethesda themselves has a ton of confidence in it. So yeah. I think they're just like, here you go. Here it yeah. is. 
I think so too because um, it's their big title of the year. Some would say Doom. I think they serve different fan bases too. Uh, uh, they, yeah. yeah, for sure. But you know, I I think this is the big fall title for Bethesda, and I can understand why they have confidence in it because I think this is one of the few games that you can look at and say. If you're into these types of games, yeah, this is going to be a really good game. Yeah, right. Like it's it's one of the very few that you can look at and say this is going to be good. At the very least, it's going to be good. And and I think that's awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to it though because just that, like I said, that level of freedom is is incredible. And the only game that I feel has come close to Dishonored's level of freedom is is Splinter Cell Blacklist. Maybe that was a pretty free stealth game. I I like that one. But that's the only one that comes to mind. There hasn't been many stealth games. Uh, some will say Metal Gear Solid Five, but for me, there hasn't been a stealth game since the first Dishonored that I've really liked. Okay, gotcha. So for me, it'll probably be Dishonored Two. That'll be the next like. This is the best stealth game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Doom, though, there is a, another free update that is live for the game. For those of you who are still playing the multiplayer, there's a new free for all mode called Deathmatch. And I'm actually kind of surprised. I didn't even realize this wasn't in the game yet. But yeah, there's a new free-for-all mode. There's also the ability to create private matches along with other standard optimizations that come with your game patches. Now, have you noticed this? Why do so many games ship without private matches? Uh, the only thing I know when talking to developers is that many times numbers don't bear out that that's as important as what they put in. And also there's a control aspect sometimes, too, where they want to control specific things. So a developer needs num- needs information. We've talked about this, actually. Like, yeah. what does your dollar come with a Post-it note that says why you friggin' you know, bought something? No. Mm-hmm. So what happens, I think, a lot of times is certain modes allow them to get some info, and then they can uh, bl- branch out modes from there. And the developers I've talked to usually state that whatever is in their game, there was a reason backed up. There's there's a reason for it and why something is missing and it's not always resources. Sometimes literally numbers bear out for no no one wanting private unless it's Destiny and then you just have a stupid idea because remember Destiny without the ability to do randoms. Yeah. When you, oh my god I wanted to kill somebody when I jumped into that because a, a lot of my gaming I don't know about you but a lot of my gaming is with just random people sometimes. Yeah. Like just yeah and I, I mean I try to group up when I can. But I, most I of the do time. too but. Sometimes you can't, right? Yeah. You know, or if you're reviewing a game, Absolutely. a reviewer may not be on your fucking friends list, whatever. And the the, the lack of that was so crazy yeah. in Destiny. So, have you, yeah, Doom's great. Have you looked into Rise of Iron? I think it's called Rise. New Destiny expansion. Oh, oh yeah, I have. Um, they gave me a key, and I haven't even turned it on. Uh, the nice thing about people who get it, I believe it includes a forty level uh, boost. Wow. So you can start, like, if you've never played Destiny, you should be able to turn it on, and if you buy that, boom, be at the level you need to engage in that content. Yeah, see, the game, I was interested, uh, I haven't watched anything on it, but I was interested, like, oh, cool, new big Destiny expansion, apparently they've been working on it for a while, and then uh, Twitter did its magic, and I wasn't even looking for anything bad on it, but, like, I just keep seeing retweeted onto my feed, vanilla game weapon dlc weapon it's just like a basic reskin you see vanilla game npc reskinned in this dlc and they're saying i think they've gone on record as saying specifically that they spent a lot of time working on these new weapons and stuff uh i could be incorrect don't quote me on that but based off what i've seen from fan chatter uh that that's a lot of people are disappointed because they just are being it feels like it's just co- copy and pasted. And yeah, I don't like using the word lazy for game development. Because oh, I, know. I, I know. I feel it's dirty, and I feel like as someone who's tried modeling shit before, 
It's hard. As, <laughs> it's hard as fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Regardless if it's a reskin or not, it's hard as fuck to do. So you don't want to call it lazy. I think it's a lazy design choice. But to actually take the action is not lazy. Yeah, right. So, so that makes sense. You know, I'm I'm not feeling Destiny. I I don't know. I wanted to get back into it because I know there's going to be a Destiny too, and I feel like with every game nowadays, the sequel is going to be a million times better and going to take into account feedback, hopefully. And I want to get caught up on that lore, on that story. What I mean, the main story is like non-existent, but the things that happen in the DLC, what's going on in the Grimoire, that type of stuff, I want to catch up on. But this type of stuff is so unappealing. Do you know how I enjoy Destiny? Uh, laying back and just, and just doing the, the story missions once, maybe twice, mm. and playing some random games with friends. You know, we, I was talking about, I treat it like Batman Telltale. It's weird, because I'm not the normal Destiny player. I'm like, yeah, you know what? And so if I get a weapon, uh, somebody may say it's a vanilla something else. I wouldn't know, because I'm not ingrained in that in that title. Um, True. But I think Destiny has so many problems when it first came out that unfortunately, we've talked about this, like unfortunately it was already having issues the moment it came out. It had little little problems here and there, that these things that they do just make it a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And that's probably why you get the comments where mm-hmm. people are like, vanilla, blah, 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 because people are looking closer, because it started out with problems. Like, it didn't have that amazing release, and then you can, well, the DLC wasn't so good. Instead, a lot of people feel that Destiny hasn't stepped up their... A lot of people feel that the Destiny developers haven't stepped up their game. Mm. Uh, You know, for example, Bethesda. I mean, I don't think anybody would look at um, Far Harbor and say, you didn't step up your game. Far Harbor is pretty insane. Like, there was some really cool stuff. Nuka World, uh, you would be able to speak to that more than me, because I didn't play it all the way through. It's fun. But I I don't... but I don't think anybody would say they dropped down. They did some cool new stuff, right? Exactly. That is not always repeated with, with Destiny, I've noticed. Yeah, and the same could be said for, like, a Witcher 3. You know, taking that... Some, yeah. Taking it to someplace new. Trying yeah. something different. The, the DLC in Witcher 3. Yeah. And yeah. some people have said that's even better in the game itself. I I mean, I don't know. That's that's a pretty bold statement. Pretty much everybody I talked to has said just that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's awesome, though, if a developer can do that. Yeah, because, I mean, shows are listening. That's why mm-hmm. I, I commend Bethesda on Far Harbor so much. People always ask, not really always ask, but I see a lot of people asking why or what's my favorite DLC. I'm like, Far Harbor, because that was what Fallout 4, I want to say should have been, but if the base game of Fallout 4 was like that, that would have been mm, amazing. Right. Yeah, you know, When I played it for the first time, I always say this, uh, when I played it for the first time, super fucking awesome game. It's flaws showed once the community got its hands on it, and then you get Far Harbor, which is what the community wanted, because that's one of the few DLCs that I actually don't see people complain about, because the Far community can complain a lot, but they really don't complain about Far Harbor at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Regardless, though, uh, that's actually our, our quick Bethesda news roundup. Just some Dishonored, some Doom... No real Fallout or Elder Scrolls. Um, nothing is really escalated in that department whatsoever. Uh, we could actually quickly talk about the Farming Simulator 17 getting mods on PS4. While but not. Fallout 4 and Skyrim Special Edition are just like, yep, we're not putting mods on. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because based off the description of said mod system for Farming Simulator 17, it's running through an in-game menu. It's going to be community-driven. You know, they're going to be added through the community. You just click a button, it downloads. So it sounds like Bethesda Net. I don't get... We don't know the intricacies of it because Farming Simulator is not out yet. But it sounds a lot like Bethesda Net where it makes you start to scratch your head a little bit and say, hmm. It does, but you know what? I've played Farming Simulator. I actually have a key for it. 
And I will say this, it doesn't do what Fallout or Skyrim probably do when it comes to graphics and, and when it comes to sound. And so if you have spare CPU cycles, then the issues with the DRM requiring extra CPU cycles to translate the audio for, you know, format, which we've talked about, then, then there's some issues there where it may be possible. And, and to be honest, we can look at it any way we want, but it's actually positive because what it shows is that it's possible to get mods on a PS4 game. Yeah. And I think if you walk away from it that way and go, I don't know what's going on with Bethesda and their issues, we know that some games it's possible and the developers want to do it. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, it was just one of those what? <laughs> luke, yeah, lukewarm moments where it's like, you know, now you can't really, you know, a lot of people are like pointing the finger at Sony. I was like, I'm going to keep my finger pointed that way to some degree. Personally, I know you were more of the in-between where it's kind of yeah. both. Me, I was kind of like, all right, Sony, like it's, it's, I'm getting the vibe that you're just putting your foot down because they didn't come out and say anything. Bethesda did first. Now we see this where now I'm in the middle in between both of them where I'm thinking, okay, I'm seeing a team effort of fucking this up now where I'm feeling Bethesda has a plan. Sony has this DRM protection because of the size of Fallout 4. It's not possible to work around it unless right. they work through this DRM thing. So it seems like one of those issues that can only solve itself in a number of ways. A lot of people were suggesting that Bethesda supports Fallout 4 through official mods, as in every month they pick like a handful of mods and they make them available for download as like DLC. That was one thing people suggested, and I thought that was interesting. Some people said, take the top-rated mods. I thought that was a little dangerous, because that means you're going to be getting, like, tits in New your game. mods. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So, you know, it, I just thought that was a, a good discussion to quickly have, because... Well, we'll keep... We, what we should do is keep an eye on it for the next couple months and see what yeah. other games and, you know, and, and are allowing mods and, and sort of what goes on from there. Because, yeah. remember, Bethesda didn't say no for sure, and neither did Sony, so... Yeah, true. It's it's just a situation that I don't think they think will be solved by the launch of Skyrim. Either do I. Yeah. So it'll be a while from now. Anyway, let's roll on to the now this time for real. What we're playing, our favorite gaming news bit. So you've been playing any games this week, my friend? Uh, yeah, Rogue Wizards, which I just did a review for. Um, I'm play. I just finished up the first episode of a game called The Uncertain, which is it's a little bit like Telltale's, a little bit like Life is Strange. And basically, what happened is you're after a human apocalypse where a, all the humans supposedly died, and the world has been replaced by the robots. And the robots have sort of gone a little strange, and so they're acting a little bit like humans. So, like the main character is this handyman robot who goes around the world and collects items, makes new items out of them, sells them to people in the city or robots in the city. And the robots haven't adjusted to the point to where they're completely human-like, but they're also not exactly robot-like. There's a little bit of free thought on their parts. And it's awesome because it's a Russian being translated. It's Russian. It's being translated into English. Well, the small errors, which aren't massive, allow you to feel like the slang of the world has, has moved forward. So imagine if you and I went to 1950s, the slang would be different. Yeah. So the small errors, or who knows, maybe this is on purpose, but the small once in a great while moment of an error in the vocal pattern is cool because it's like, it, it's completely understandable and it almost is 100% perfect English. But then you'll get like a little bit of a weird syntax okay. in, in a discussion. You'll be like, whoa, is that on purpose? Or is that like, to show you that like things are said differently 500 years in the future. And then what you're doing is you basically not to ruin it for anybody. Cause this happens right at the starting, but basically of course you find out there might be humans left on earth and somebody yeah. like what's happening. Are they being killed? Are you, 
you know, what's going on. And to be honest, even for a couple hours, that was a fantastic game. Like, oh, it's a full game. For well, it's episodic. Sorry. Oh, episodic. So the first, okay. yeah, the first chapter that was two and a half hours of like that was actually really cool. It wasn't Telltale with the quick time events. It was more point and click, okay. and talking to people. But um, yeah, uncertain. So uncertain. and then That's and new. then the, just the hell out of the hell, the hell out of uh, Forza. Yeah, like yep. literally uh, blisters from playing just. And I've switched completely back to the Xbox. The HDR. I, there's no way I'm going back to the PC until they add HDR. So I've just constantly been playing on the Xbox One and showing people HDR TVs and having people come over. We did a blind showing. I don't know if I told you that, but we had 20 people come over and we played PC version and Xbox One version. Okay. And they voted. They voted on which one they'd rather keep playing. 100%. All 20 wanted to play the HDR. Damn. So that just goes to show you how huge of a difference. It was crazy. Do you know how long it took me? It took me five hours to prepare my room. So that they couldn't see what system was playing, so that I, I could give them the controller and all they would see is the game, like or the steering wheel. Did you invite over? Are they just like friends, or there's some people in, in the development community here in okay. in the Eugene Springfield Oregon area um, uh, here on the West Coast, and then um, two or three other publish uh, uh, sorry uh, YouTubers, and then um, a bunch of normal peeps who cool. wanted to know what HDR was. About eight, about fifteen normal people like you, you and I, if we didn't do video games yeah. uh, on YouTube and then five within the industry uh, who had not had experience with HDR. Wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool, dude. I, I really want to test it out though. Yeah. It, but I'm, ridiculous. I'm right there on the same page with you. Lots of, lots of Forza. Yeah. Lots of it. I love it. It's honestly like getting up there on the game of the year list, man. It, it's, it's pretty impressive. I didn't think I'd like a racing game this much. Yeah. What are your favorite, uh, if uh, for me, it's dune buggies, but is there a favorite, like, vehicle type or whatever race type that you're enjoying right now um i'm a sucker for corvettes oh gotcha okay because uh i I, not to get like crazy sentimental but my dad's always wanted one and Mm -hmm. so like you know that's kind of one of my life goals is one day to be able to get him one and so like anytime i see a corvette like i want to show him and stuff so you know i i just have like an attachment to corvettes and i just want to get one or something like that so yeah that's what i always try to drive is a nice corvette whether it's the 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 new c7s or older models of them uh because that like once again i brought this up when we were on your show for uh the the forza horizon discussion we had but uh cruising usa i always drove the corvette in that right the the red corvette so you know I'm, i'm a corvette guy for sure yeah, it, Forza, the one thing I will say is, um, okay, wait a minute. Sorry, I can't say that. I'm under NDA for something. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me walk around something. Um, uh, I can't even now talk about it because it'll just, it'll ruin the NDA because people will be able to figure out what I'm yeah, talking no, about. No, I apologize. No, I don't want to get good. in trouble. Um, I will right. say that Forza is awesome. Uh, and, and yes, I did have some issues with the AI on the, uh, when I was testing it for different people, but, uh, yeah, it's, I would say if you are not a racing fan, but you see something in Forza, which is what I hear all the time is like something about Forza looks cool. I would suggest you check it out at somebody's place if you can, because, um, the number of people who don't play racing games who now own it as of today is pretty fucking spectacular in my local group of friends. Yeah. I mean, it's got a high turnover rate. So, yeah. And and, I mean, if that's not convincing enough. Uh, you know, I know we try to, how do I word it? We don't pay as close attention to the official gaming outlets. Yeah. But, right. uh, they're also all saying that this is arguably the best Forza game made yet. So yeah, yeah, it's just a general everyone saying how good this is. Yeah. 
it's just something sometimes it's like you can't put your finger on it at times where like me i said i'm not a big racing game fan so for me to keep going back and picking it up it's just like why i don't get it i'm just racing but it's like there's something about it i think it's just the way it handles the experimentation the gameplay mechanics something i don't know what it is love it though uh on top of that though the main game i am playing uh more than anything is really still overwatch but oh my god my stomach did you hear that Uh No way. Wait, was, was it rumbling? Oh, so loud. Like, hot pocket. You can yeah. hear it actually. Hot pocket. Yeah, it was so <laughs> loud. Like, I actually was talking with these headphones on, which are and you heard it? pretty sound dampening. And I, I literally heard it. Didn't even. It was not even just a feeling. I heard that. Anyway. Overwatch? Uh, yeah, Overwatch. So, as usual, that's just my... I, I love it. I, oh, I okay. I it too much. I got one more. Uh, Battleborn. I've returned to Battleborn. So I, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Battleborn, I rated. I actually really enjoyed Battleborn. Same. I don't think the ma- most amazing game ever. But I happened to mention it yesterday that I was playing it, and every person on the panel was also playing it. So I'm assuming something happened. Somebody talked about it on, uh, you know, four sites. times XP. I did see that. Okay. Um, and so um, I've been playing the hell out of that. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, not the most amazing game in the world, but I have to say it's one of the few games where I end up being done and having a smile on my face like mm-hmm. that was a good time yeah. so no i'm 100 I'm with you i know there's a lot of people who just straight up hop up on the the hate train for this game but for me i i like it i like yeah. it a lot i'll even say because i'm a supporter of gearbox i admired their ability to not just go down the borderlands route and keep pushing right. that out but try something new and to be honest it failed it really did yeah financially at least but the, the game's good it is good. It is a fun time. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I think the only thing I could have asked for in that game was a better story. Right. In the terms of that gearbox charm. Yeah. But it did a good job with its characters, and it's a lot of fun. So, it, I mean, it's been on sale so many times. If you see it for, like, <laughs> 15 20 bucks, I mean, it's worth more than that to me personally. But, yeah, if you see it for that price, that's a, I think it's a game that's worth picking up personally. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. But... Uh, as for my favorite gaming news bit, this is something I want to talk about because uh, I know you're not the biggest fan of Kingdom Zamler. That was one thing we, we really actually disagreed <laughs> on. Right? That yeah, yeah, that's of, definitely me. Yeah, one of the few things we actually disagreed on. But I thought it was interesting that this court case has been going on for four years about this game finally came to a close recently. Oh, did it? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it finally came to a close. And I it was amazing. I, I think there's still some other things ongoing, like but there's like this closing on the loan. But point being is that the court case is over, which means that things are finally settling down. And I, I felt bad for Kurt Schilling because I'm pretty sure at the same time of all this court case going on, he got like cancer as well. Yeah. And so he thing, did. And so, yeah. So things are just going downhill. And I was just like, geez. But I'm happy that things are looking so up. So how did they come? What was the judgment like what was the end? let me let me look it back up because when i read over it it sounded like there were some things still ongoing with it but for oh. the most part I, I know for a fact it was just a definitive closing of the case let me just bring it up right now it'd be easier to bring it up on my computer but i can't get in the way of you know the- it's funny because while you're looking that up it is funny because i think a lot of people when they hear about a court case continuing they always think oh you know people juries are sitting down talking and deliberating daily mm-hmm. i have a uh relate uh, a related member within my family i'll just say that who is a lawyer and you know sometimes six seven eight years long when it comes to a a court case and what that really means is they literally show up for like seven minutes 
they they say something to the judge. The judge says yes, that's okay, or no, that's not okay. That their paperwork they filled out is correct, and then they move on for another <laughs> another week of working on it. It's, it's crazy because you always think, well, why would it last eight years if they could figure it out quick? Mm-hmm. But it's funny because it can take so long to do paperwork or so long to find out invest uh, invest what you're what you want to say as being in, as correct and. Stuff like that. So four years, they probably did a yeah, three week, here, weeks I, worth of work. Yeah, I have a argument or well, argument article here from uh-huh. uh, PC Gamer. After four years of financial turmoil, Kurt Schilling has agreed to a preliminary settlement with Rhode Island State following the bankruptcy of Kingdom Zambler developer 38 Studios in 2012. Alongside three co-defendants, Schilling had agreed to a 2.5 million deal, assuming the court agrees it, which. Uh, will mean that Rhode Island has recuperated $45 million in litigation against 38 Studios. This is against the $75 million loan the quasi-public agency Rhode Island Economic Development Corps, now known as Commerce Corps, uh, granted the studio in 2010. After failing to meet a hefty state loan repayment in 2012, the Kingdom of Amalur developer laid off its entire workforce and was forced to declare bankruptcy, which it was prompted or which prompted court proceedings in the first place. In essence, this left the taxpayer to foot the substantial bill, and as a result of the ensuing financial turbulence, 38's sister studio, Big Huge Games, later fell as well. To muddy the waters further, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission charged the Rhode Island Commerce Corporation and Wells Fargo, one of the banks that worked on the bond offering, with defrauding investors earlier this year. 38 Studios, it was itself cleared of criminal charges following four years of investigation. However, Polygon reports $28.2 million still hangs over the taxpayers. So the court case, keeping them out of jail, I guess, is over. Yeah, so so the thing, here's why I have a problem with all of that, or good, I don't know if it's problems is the right word, but um, so the, they haven't really shown any mismanagement. I mean, the thing is, is, do you know what it reminds me of? It's almost like, hey, here's a loan. We're hoping you make a bunch of money. You didn't make a bunch of money, and so now we have a problem. And yeah. so it, 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 that sometimes is how it feels like the state is treating like, – and I understand that Kurt Schilling did some stuff that supposedly wasn't like ethical. But what I'm saying is it, that's the way it feels. It feels like it's like it didn't do well, so we're coming back after him for our cash. And, mm-hmm. and then they tried to do bankruptcy, which is supposed to protect you, and then we're going to litigate anyway. Um, obviously, he lost, so whatever I thought it was – I was pretty much wrong because he's the one paying. So that indicates that in some way they found they found him at fault. Um, it's sad to me because <clears throat> with all that money, all they could make, with, and I know you're going to disagree, but with all that money, all they could make was Kingdoms of Amalar? Like, really? With all that yeah, money, that, that, I mean, that's I'll, the I'll shit admit, that yeah. came out of that? I, I'll, like, admit. Yeah, I'll admit. Where's that. the Dishonored that should have came out of that? Or Dishonored 2 or whatever, because I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of Dishonored. Where's the, where's the big game that should have came out of that? And instead, you don't like, yeah, even though I'm a I'm a fan of the game, I will admit that it, it was a like it looked low budget, it felt low budget. Yeah, where's the seventy five million gone? Yeah, like that was part of the charm to the game <laughs> yeah. for me. Oh, true. But yeah. then yeah, after you hear all that money's kind of like, where'd it go, right? So I agree. Yeah, it, it's it could have been uh, bigger, better, well, uh, you know, it could it could have been so much more for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's too it's, bad though. I hate to hear anybody. I don't like the litigation crap because mm-hmm. as somebody who has broken an occasional law or two. I've been on both sides, and I it, it, you'd never wish it on anybody. So yeah. Uh, as for you, do you have any news that stuck yeah, out? Yeah, 
I, so I was going to talk about one thing. I think I'm not going to bring it up because I think it's a hotbed of stupid uh, discussion, but um, which was the, I wanted to sort of bring up the lucky Palmer discussion, mm-hmm. but I think right now until everything gets settled out, uh, it's, it's probably just sort of people just talking about other people's ideals and that's not a good place for this. Um, but one, one thing I do want to talk about is where it, it, it seems like lately, uh, especially me, I've noticed I've been overly negative on Twitter. I've noticed this. Like, I've seen okay. some of my tweets. Yeah, I've seen some of my tweets. And um, it, all spo- it all sort of stems around this weird feeling I get that, like, YouTube and everything is against the people who are actually creating the content for them. Mm-hmm. And that game publishers are against the content that we're creating for them. So you and I have spoken in the past about like, um, you know, not getting a game review until whatever. And I was told recently that everybody would be having a delayed review copy for a title and then found out that only websites got it. If you had a video, you were not allowed it. So I had a sort of a heated discussion with that person. And I guess what I would say about when it comes to industry news is, um, it's if you if you start reading you start seeing Polygon in particular. Do you do you follow much on Polygon? I actually recently just started following them. Just to, I, I like keeping a tab on all these people. Yeah. So who writes so what? They, so so they do big in depth to in depth investigations, and so does Kotaku. So Polygon has done some that have been okay. Well, Kotaku did one recently on Star Citizen, and it, it came out this morning. It's a big hubbub about the behind the scenes of Star Citizen, and the thing that bothers me is that a lot of this stuff seems written instead of furthering gaming as a whole or gaming as an industry and furthering the intelligence and information within gamers so they can make, you know, good choices or whatever about what they're getting. It's about, it's, it is, it's like fucking Bill O'Reilly or something, you know, going after somebody. And so Kutaku was talking to all these people behind star citizen. And regardless of what we feel about that, when I read it, I was like, holy shit, almost 80% of this is what happens normally. And it's all about how you say it. Kutaku was like trying to pretend there was bad shit in there, by the way. So the bad shit is fine. You report on that. But the normal shit that every developer needs, like let's say extra time for a game or extra money, they were pretending like it was completely, absolutely the strangest, most obtuse thing. And so the the only thing I basically want to bring up is the fact that, man, don't believe everything you read. I mean, (laughs) I mean... Some of this shit you have to, or at Kotaku least doesn't to... agree with that line of thought. You want to hear a good story about that? Oh God, uh, I don't know because want... I was pissed enough this morning just reading that. Like, you'll, and you'll again, like I'm not disagreeing with everything they wrote. So go for it. So, um, I'll try not to name names. I used to report on, as you all know, the rumors of Fallout Four. There's a rumor that came from Kotaku that there were leaked scripts for Fallout Four, and that the game was confirmed. This just happened directly after the big hoax that was the Survivor 2299, which I don't know if you followed it at that time. It was like a, a separate website was created. It looked like it was by Bethesda. There was uh-huh. Morse code, phone line setup addresses that all linked back to this website and all pointed at Fallout 4, and it was a lot of fun. And people were really heartbroken afterwards. And so right the day after, I believe it was, a couple of days after, Kotaku's like, Fallout 4 is real. We got the information right here. Everyone was skeptical. And I'm not saying that as a point of justification, but for me, I was just like, all right, hold up. Like, you guys are coming out right after we just got burned and saying that it's real and providing scripts and stuff when things aren't connected right now. So I say to my audience, you know, don't believe everything you read. This is exciting. 
I want to believe it, but I, I won't until I see it from Bethesda. I said something along those lines, though, that I just didn't really fully trust it yet. And that writer personally contacted me and wrote a page email ripping into me and, and like, literally, like, how it was my fault that my audience came and attacked him about distrustworthy or what's not what's the word uh worthless journalism stuff like that like i was the source of personal attacks on him i was like what are you talking about like i just said don't believe everything you read because i don't see any proof aside from the script itself which could have been anything not that he'd make anything up but i'm just saying for me after the event i felt my skepticality was justified fallout 4 is announced Everything that was in the scripts is true. I was like, okay, that's great. Guy contacts me again through Twitter, tags me in an old tweet that he tweeted at me about it being real and says, uh, like, something like, what do you think now? Like, actually personally going to that weird length of rubbing in my face because, God forbid, someone didn't believe what Kotaku wrote. Right? Doesn't that kind of piss you off? I was just like, dude. No, it doesn't kind of piss me. Yeah, see. Like, I, yeah, it's like, um, mind you, I'm like 20 at the time, and I'm acting more gotcha. mature than someone who's like, I think, in their 30s. I was just well, like, the, yeah, no, you you are acting more mature than I am, and I'm I, I am older than you because that would have <laughs> literally caused me to go on a, a Twitter campaign of utter destruction with multiple videos created. But I would have definitely taken that email and I would have pasted it everywhere, and I would have been like, this is what we have to deal with. When we say this, they can say whatever they want. A website can be like, don't believe YouTubers or this YouTuber's getting paid for this, blah, blah, blah. But if you dare say, hey, you know, don't believe everything you, you read and they have the audacity to attack you. And first of all, if anybody emails me, my personal opinion is unless they say, you know, this is NDA. And then usually if it's not about something I want to talk about, I just delete it. But if it was something like that, I would have posted that fucker and well, I would see, have just. They caught me at soft, Maddie. If they got me yeah. now, I would yeah. have been like, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, no, I would, have just, I, I would have literally asked other YouTubers to come and assist me, and I would have done everything <laughs> I could. to. And, and the reason why is, um, uh, by the way, that's to anybody. The reason why isn't because I think we're better. The reason why is because there is a lack of uh, equality there that goes on. Sure. And um, I, I think and, – and that's why you don't see me – when I talk about Polygon, for example, I talk about articles – I'm not ever, ever mentioning a person. In fact, 99% of the time, what I will do when I read an article and I dislike it, I won't look at the person's name. I'll just read the article and be like, this was stupid. Because I don't think it's – because we all say stuff that's stupid and do stuff that's stupid. For sure. You can attack that. But when you're attacking the person um, or or saying like you are the cause of blah, 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 no, you're not. Because here's the thing. Unless you did a call to arms in your YouTube you know, and said go and blah, 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 then – no, that's comp- that's I'm, actually on him. That's a defense mechanism on I've, that. I've said I don't know if I believe this or anything. It's just not my place. And I, 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 I'm not specifically quoting myself, but I by no means was like, go tell go this attack. guy that he's fucking Legions wrong and stupid. of mini maddies, yeah. go and attack and in your tank. This was when I was at a channel size of – I wasn't even at 100K at this point. So he caught me when I was small. Call, call me now. I'm sorry. I think that's completely. I, I think that's so beyond unprofessional that it it, it just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm sorry that ever happened. Oh, uh, you learn, right? That's I learned from there. I was just like, yep. Come, come at me again. One of anyone with that that privileged bullshit. I'll just no. Yeah, the reason why I was bringing it up is I, I just feel that, like, um, especially in the industry, as we're moving into HDR, we're moving into new techs, we're moving into uh, a switch where we're going to the Pro and the Scorpio, that consumers need more information that's unfiltered by, like, any kind of um, 
any kind of like hyperbole and, and bullshit in that way. And it's one of the reasons I get a lot of people get mad at me or like, you don't sound as, you don't sound impressed by dishonor too. Right. Okay. Something like that. And I'll be all, well, I can, I mean, I can be a little bit more, but I temper myself on purpose because I can't, it is possible. It is possible for me to lead people by being like, it's going to be the best thing ever. And we're going to, you know, so I have to control myself. <laughs> like me before Fallout 4. <laughs> but, but what happened? You learned, you even told yeah. me that yeah. you were very clear about, okay, i I picked up on a couple things, you know, yeah. and that's, that's the way we learn. But here's the thing. Why are you and I fucking the only ones who are learning? That's mm -hmm. the thing that, and I don't mean you and I, I mean, why are many of us who are like YouTubers, I, I see doing really good works and uh, some of the websites doing far worse, two minute reviews on a review on a game or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, yeah. it's now, just, it's yeah. just starting yeah, to burn yeah. me out. At least on my side of things. You know, I just want to make sure I don't speak for you is that it, we're not saying all press is terrible. You no, know, there there is a lot of great people in the press that yeah. have nothing more than good intentions for stuff. But you'll see someone like, uh, and he had nothing but good things to say about GameSpot, and I like GameSpot personally. But you'll see Danny O'Dwyer, for example, uh, basically the face of GameSpot, leave to do this thing called No Clip, yeah, right. and to create game documentaries that are not about clickbait, that are not about you know right. trying to gain views. Just I want to inform you about the video game creation process. Yeah. And the stories that are left untold. And that's awesome. That's something people can get behind. That's why he's got about 20000 on Patreon right now per month. Because people just want information. You know, they, they, don't, they don't want this. Uh, and I'm guilty of this, by the way. But they don't want this uh, top five thing. I mean, top five things you didn't know about so-and-so. You know, I mean, I like top five videos. I like top videos all the time. I, you know, at the end of the year, I'll do a top five most disappointing, most overlooked best games of the year and so on because i love doing those lists at the end for myself but like top things you might have missed for example like i don't yeah, know right. I'm, I'm not a fan of that uh you know i've done things like i remember when fallout 4 came out i did like uh 14 little things in fallout 4 like just a slight change in title i think that's better yeah the video yeah. performed well because of it because it was just not like you might have missed this it was just like here's 14 tiny little things you know little details yeah for sure mm. yeah but um Games press isn't all terrible, just a couple of bad seeds, I'd say. And I think the situation, probably. Yeah, like yeah. The entire the way everything is done, yeah. Yeah, there's just a really weird, we've talked about this, there's a really weird difference between video game creators who use YouTube uh, or video, Vimeo, whatever you may use, Twitch, than uh, then, then what people called the press at one time. Luckily, we've got a lot of um, companies that don't believe in the press anymore. They believe that everybody's press. Um but I yeah. think I, I think that those old timers get a little challenged too. I do believe that where they get a little threatened. There's been a couple times where I have definitely, when I've read a, a article from a written website, that I felt almost felt the threat that they feel towards mm -hmm. like a, a somebody with YouTube who has the ability to like let's say influence people with a 15 minute video. Yeah, you know. So no, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's just it's just really interesting. But that's a, that's what excites me about video games is we're moving forward in HDR and Scorpio. That's what I was trying to get to. We're moving forward in HDR, Scorpio, mm -hmm. PSVR. What I want is I just need to make sure, and well, we all need to make sure that like proper information is doled out that doesn't muddy up the water so people think something else is important, like Star Citizen missing a fucking due date. Like yeah. there's other things that are actually very important that are going on right now that. Um, and even within Star Citizen, report on the important things. Don't report on the shit that happens at every fucking developer. Excuse my language. I should not, I should nah, not dude. cuss on yours. Um, no, nah, by all means. Every poop. <laughs> Pretty sure I've it, cursed on yours, so. <laughs> every poop. Yeah, but I, 
I, I should be called Sailor Vision. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> nah, feel free. Uh, it's just it sucks. It it just sucks as a whole. And uh, I'm trying to uncloud the waters, even with HDR. I think I told you this. The amount of information that's wrong is it's ludicrous. And people, there's a developer in a forum right now posting wrong information. Like, and they're the developer. And so I have to sit there and be all, okay, how do I go about that? I mean, because consumers deserve when complexity increases, knowledge and information increases. And that does not happen in games. Games are weird. Or think about it this way, dude. Games are weird. Games are one of the only real, like, entertainments where the mystery, where they, they like, there's so much mystery around the creation. Now, mm-hmm. occasionally you get it in movies. Occasionally. It's also... It's also- What's interesting uh, while we're talking about weird things in games that I wanted to toss out there before I forget is that yeah, for sure, video games are the only type of entertainment product I can think of that if you buy not when it first comes out is better. If you wait, yeah, you you will get a better product. Yeah, the movie suddenly doesn't add an actor. Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't you don't <laughs> get random. You might get like extra scenes. You could argue that with like Blu-ray and stuff, but uh, with a video game, you'll wait for that. Ultimate edition, you'll get all the DLC for the same price that you would have gotten months back if you bought it on launch day with all the bugs and stuff that were were patched in this ultimate edition. You get what I'm saying? Where that's another thing that's weird about video games that I don't think can exactly change because of the direct feedback developers get where they're able to collect all this information quickly, fix everything, and then. Well, that's what I mean about about like games. Like, how, how, how in the fuck? Is it possible that we buy a game and don't know the performance level for a PC version? That's, How's that possible? That. How's that yeah. legal? How's that even legal? How how does that that makes no fucking sense? Mm-hmm. And then so what we do to fight it is somebody like Steam has to create their own refund system because the companies don't have good you know they're they're not checking the stuff to make sure it works and so you have situations like that and it just it burns me out for the consumer because I think a lot of people are getting burned not knowing it. I don't think a consumer should spend money and have to refund it. Mm-hmm. as their own guinea pig i guess yeah that's wasted yeah. time oh for sure i completely agree um yeah that should wrap up our what we're playing favorite gaming news anything my, else my diatribe to? sorry no no don't apologize dude uh but anything else you need to add or feel like you? nope should... i i think we're i think we're good Cool. Except right now, support indies because uh, until you and I review, let's see, Gears, uh, Battlefront, there's a couple big games coming. But this week and next week, there are a lot of small games that are coming out Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So if you guys get a chance, now's the time to spend five bucks on some pretty good games mm-hmm. that are coming out. Yeah, so. if you're looking to fill that void, that gap, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And your channel's place to be for that stuff for sure. Um, one thing I could recommend from your channel is you guys should check out uh, Jeremy's Ember review. Yeah, Ember's sweet. Yeah, that game <laughs> that looks very is... good, and that lo- five dollars or whatever, ten dollars. Yeah, I think it's ten. Yeah, yeah it's that's, like Baldur's Gate little brother decided to show up to the party. It's, yeah, it's fucking like, phenomenal. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I can't believe it that that price when you were like, yeah, it's ten bucks. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, it's ten bucks <laughs> for thirty hours on the PC, and I was like, I mean, even the guy kept telling me, he's like, listen, it's like only made by a couple people. It's like ten bucks, thirty hours, and I'm all, oh, here we go. I'm gonna turn it on and be like, yeah, I can see why. And about an hour in, at about an hour into it, I'm like, "Holy shit!" The gameplay loop in this thing is just like it's already phenomenal. It just got better and better, and it doesn't mean it's perfect, but um, it is an indie price, game price that point, is though. quite close to looking like a AAA title. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Anyway, uh, this week we got some great fan questions, so let's roll into those. All right. First one we definitely had to talk about. We both did our tongs in the last segment so that we could get to this question yeah. and have that discussion. Christo Fellini asks. What do you think of YouTube's new hero program? 
You want to go first? Bah! Foot. Yep, that's what I think. Uh, I think that um, it... So I talked about this in my podcast yesterday, but basically all studies have always proven that actions uh, by themselves, isolated, can be changed by actions that are isolated, but now with a reward. So what's happened is this hero program has existed prior. But it's actually actually existed without the reward system. I know this because a YouTube manager actually posted in a forum I post in and explained the situation and said, hey, we're just rewarding people for what they've already done. And my opinion of this is, hey, you just threw out all of your years of history and all of your metrics. This is what I used to deal with was metrics. And one of the things we talked about, one of the things we always knew is if you change anything when it comes to the reward system, all your metrics that used to matter no longer do. Humans don't work that way. So when you're sitting here saying these guys have done a really good job, now we're going to give them more for doing a really good job. Uh-uh, it's not the way it works. You can't, you, can't even, you can't even say that. So what they're doing is they're saying you're going to get rewards because people probably don't know what this is. The hero program, basically there's some people on YouTube, a good number of them, that because YouTube can't figure out how to do their own shit, they've, <laughs> they've got these people who are going out there and mass flagging content, flagging content that's considered negative, by the way. That's it. They don't even say what it really means. They just say negative content and, um, and getting points for things like that and getting rewards. It, um, it changes the entire way you look at something. And that bothers me. It, it bothers me. I think, like you said, it's shooting them in the foot. We know YouTube doesn't know what to do. We've seen, I think you and I have talked about that. Yeah. Like, it feels like they're lost. Yeah. They, I'm waiting patiently for twitch to eventually open up their own video platform because youtube opened up their own streaming i could see twitch being like okay you want to play that game you know one of those things uh for me the hero program i well i want to start off by saying i i they are so fucking predictable it's disgusting on this platform where i literally said when this was announced just wait. They're going to say the we hear you post. It's it's going to happen. We hear you. And what do they do? Not even 24 hours later, start off a post. We hear you. Nothing is changing. And we review any videos that are flagged. Okay. Your automated processing systems have failed people's channels. There have been channels that have been terminated without explanation and right. brought back from the dead. There are people who lose monetization out of nowhere. Now, that's okay. We're fine. The people aren't losing monetization all of a sudden. Like, it was a big problem. Now, it's gone. Then this hero program, someone's going to get mass flagged. Someone's going to get all their shit deleted because YouTube's automated processing system will inevitably fail someone because there's too many fucking videos to go through for someone to manually do it. So a system can't handle all that just because I would like to believe in that system. But previous systems like the automated content ID, like this new monetization, not new monetization, but this updated monetization, this type of stuff hasn't worked either so why would i trust in this hero program i like one of the ideas which is rewarding cleaning up content to, so do i yeah. to, to enforce a positive discussion where people are like oh you're creating a safe space no i'm sorry no they're not it's because i'm tired of seeing a top-rated comment constantly being someone tr- not for me personally but for example someone trying to roast me you know i get tired of that because i like to go to my comment section and see intelligent discussion. If it's constructive criticism, have at it. Or when someone just like, dude, fuck you. Like I told you about this comment. Like, dude, this is yeah. why you got dumped. You're a piece of shit. Yada yada. Like, is that really? Do I need to see that? That wasn't thumbs up. But like, do I really need to see that? No. So that's why right. I, I also like this hero program because it encourages people to do the right thing, which I don't think should take encouragement. But you can get rewarded for it now. But 
the only issue I have is mass flagging. I'm like, that's a joke. That's a fucking yeah, joke. Yeah, did you see their diagram for it, too? It yeah. literally showed a bunch of fucking videos on a person just flagging them all yeah. as like... Uh, I will I say like, one thing. The, the reason why I disagree with this at its very core is because two things are occurring. One, everybody's asking for more human oversight from YouTube, and they are going exactly the opposite every time. Two... This should be given to the content creators, like myself and you, to control our uh, threads, to make them, to remove. So I have a, yeah. a, a curse list, I guess you want to call it, where I have the ability to remove uh, derogatory racial names and stuff like yeah. that. But it, it works sometimes. It doesn't work all the time. I've noticed that for reasons unknown. Occasionally, it'll sneak in or somebody will change the word slightly, you know. Yeah. So you have a couple tools, but why are these tools not, why do I have no tools? Like, when I look, go into the back end of YouTube, I'm consistently surprised at the shit that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I can't, there's so much stuff yeah, I can't do to control they, things. They, and as someone who's been on the site quite a while as well, they don't convey them properly. Like, I just found out a month ago, I, I said, um, enough's enough. Like, I saw just constant negative discussions, uh, you know, just cropping up everywhere. I was like, I'm, I'm tired of this. I want my comment space to be a place where you can see intelligence. That'll encourage, if I'm a game dev, and I see Mr. Matty plays, and I go to his comment section. There's not a bunch of people saying "fucking dumb," you know, shit like that. You know, like actual intelligence being enforced. So I didn't realize that there's like a moderator program where you can actually gift channels the ability to delete certain comments on your channel. So for me, I, gift I had other channels gift gift no, to other no, people. Is that yeah, what you mean? yeah, like other YouTube channels. Yeah, that uh, you trust. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I took my. St- youtube uh or my twitch streaming moderator team i was like would you guys mind you know just when you're in the comments if you're watching a video just if you see something that would be uh i don't want to say controversial like just don't, don't censor anyone yeah but if it's inappropriate if it's really just not contributing at all uh just remove it and they're like yeah sure and now my comments this my section is so much better especially because i go in there i try to engage more now uh it, it helps so that's partially why I can appreciate this system, and but I also didn't know about this for so long. I've been saying I, – I sound like an idiot because no, I don't think many other people know about it because I publicly come out and said, man, I wish YouTube had a moderating system where I could assign other channels to come help filter out my stuff in the comments, and it's been there. So for me, it's like, what the fuck? How do yeah, I, how did I not I- know? It's it's in the section that's like moderators, right? Because you can add, you can also add Nightbot, by the way. But Nightbot only works during streaming, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there there's just there's a lot of stuff missing for YouTube um, creators. There's announcements missing, stupid stuff. I can't tell all my subscribers something, which blows me away. That when that was taken away about five years ago, when you used to have the ability to basically like. Um, contact all your subscribers with a video did you know that every subscriber doesn't get your video did you already yeah. know that oh for yeah, sure so stuff like that considering like, that youtube's like like studies have shown that the the basic amount of viewer retention on youtube is five to seven percent yeah like that that right there says it yeah yeah <laughs> I, and I, I um wish and that there's percent had a chance to see it yeah, there's so many problems with the systems but uh yeah, long story short when it comes to that one in particular i think that um uh, you never reward something that was already coming to you. You have to reward things around it because you do change the you change the basic interaction, and that's scientifically proven, literally by like mm-hmm. dumb rats, yeah. not even just and people proven it as well. So that's yeah, it. That's th- my answer for that. I agree. I agree with you. Next question comes from Marwo W, who says, 
What, in your opinion, defines a hardcore gamer? And can a gamer be something in between hardcore and casual? So, when I look at this question, I always like the answer of, oh, you know, a gamer is a gamer. You could play on a mobile tablet. You're a gamer because it's a video game. But for me, I think there is a, I don't want to say stigma, but there is a certain place you have to be to be an actual gamer. I think a gamer is just someone who sits down a couple of days a week and and keeps in the gaming loop. You know what I'm saying? They, They try to sit down and engage with video games. Whether you could be even a jock. Who goes and only play like goes out and plays sports, and the only games you play are MLB the Show, NHL, NBA, whatever. Uh, but you play those multiple times a week, then you're a gamer. You know, I don't think it's a personality based kind of thing. I think it's more so how much do you game. That's how I usually weigh it. But I, I stay away from words like I want to say I stay away from them. But I think there's a good degree if you use it in the right way, where casual and hardcore could be used. Because if someone's playing like 24 hours a week. That, uh, or not 24 hours a week, they're, they're playing like 50 hours of games a week. That's definitely a hardcore gamer. And you could not just say, oh, a gamer's a gamer because that gamer's not in the same realm as this grandma who's sitting on the train playing fucking snood zumbinis on her yeah. fucking tablet or some <laughs> shit. You know, it's it, totally different. Um, for me, it's usually, um, even if it's uh, soft metrics, it's usually metrics driven. What I mean by that is if a hardcore gamer usually in some way statistically, uh, numerically in some way um, either compares themselves to others or compares or, or within the game has a high number of something like I, I like you said sort of how many hours have you played uh, are you a person who's got all are you achievement hunter are you a person who's played every Dragon Souls and you know all of the data points about or Dark Souls sorry you know all the uh, data points about Dark Souls to me a hardcore gamer the problem with that is I don't know of a single hardcore gamer that I would actually call a hardcore gamer. And the reason why is because when you say gamer, you're not calling them a hardcore call of duty The problem is when people are hardcore, they play less games most of the time. They play a particular type of game. So when I, sure. say, when I say somebody's a hardcore gamer, usually you ask them if there's a genre they don't play and they'll tell you. Oh, yeah, I don't play uh, collectible card games or whatever. Uh, so... You can be a hardcore gamer about a title or two, but most of the time, those guys that I know aren't actually hardcore gamers. They're a hardcore titler, like they're after a title or series yeah. or a style or f uh, first like, person. Uh, oh, I'm first. I, I don't play video games. I only come around for Fallout. I've yeah, seen yeah. that. Of course, yeah. So, Dated a girl like that actually. So yeah, oh, like you know, you know. So for me, I, I can actually relate to that. That's totally yeah. true. Yeah, hardcore is just, um, to me, is like amount of time numbers. It's very metrics driven for mm-hmm. me because every time I talk to somebody who is hardcore about a title, their numbers exceed anybody else's. And it's not because they've just done a lot. It's usually achievements within the game. And I don't mean the achievements themselves, but like I've beat this game 10 times. Okay, well, then you're probably hardcore if it's KOTOR, you know, <laughs> with, with KOTOR games, right? Yeah. But, um, for example, if somebody said, are you hardcore with Mass Effect games? I would say, yeah, because I beat the original Mass Effect. Like, I stopped it like 66 times. Or I stopped mm-hmm. counting. Like, 66 times I played the original Mass Effect. Um, and KOTOR is way more than that. I don't even want to. That's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, I don't, say I the don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah. I lost but, count. I, but I, I don't really play do. Snood or I don't play fucking um, Farmville. Mm-hmm. But I know people who spend money in Farmville. So are they hardcore? Because guess what? They're putting their money where their mouth is. That's more than me. Mm-hmm. I may spend 60 bucks. They might spend 300 in Farmville. So who's, who's the hardcore there? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people Shit just lean towards the... Exactly. People just lean towards the gamer's a gamer. But I think... Yeah. I guess it's... 
I think I view it as a tier system almost. Right, right. You know, if it's all easily accessible, you're just playing that Farmville, that mobile games on your phone, like Fruit Ninja or whatever. Probably could argue casual. That's like all you play. But if you're like invested in a console and, you know, you you stay up to date on the big games and, and that type of stuff, you're like, yeah, you're a gamer. I have a question for you then. Mm-hmm. So I know somebody who plays uh, a, a mobile game, Champions of Marvel, Marvel Champions, uh, which I've played mobile. It's actually a fantastic game and has spent maybe 150, 200 bucks on it. At some point, you have to say they're hardcore. Right. See, that's the thing. Like, you can't, because yeah. that, and that mobile game is complex, more complex, mind you, than maybe a Fallout game. It's mm. insanely complex. So, mm. that's what I mean by, because I, I, you were right. You said gamers, gamers. It's absolutely true. And there's different tiers, but within the tiers, there are outliers that make no sense. Yeah. If you, the more you dial down, the more people, it's like squeezing something and they shoot out the other yeah, side. Yeah, I know. Damn it. it. It's, yeah, you can't really narrow it down, which is yeah. why it's, it's such an interesting conversation to have on like what tiers there are. The only type of gamer I don't like is the elitist. I call them the yeah, me too. Me and any version I hate. Yeah, the fucking I'm bigger and better than you, dude. Like, okay, clap, clap, and congrats. You know when when I used to slap gameplay in the background and it wouldn't be like the best footage of me doing absolute work in a video game. It would just me like, for example, with Overwatch. Like, uh-huh. I got my review footage late for it like i I was playing the game just immersing myself in and i didn't even for some reason i I knew i was making a review of it but i didn't think to record so i'm just playing the hell out of this game and i think oh crap i gotta get footage for my review so i just played like Mm. a handful of matches flipped on the recording and you know it was was just me like shooting around and you know i got killed a couple times yeah like i didn't look that good but i was just like who cares and a bunch of people were like how could you review the game you suck bro i'm like okay You're, you're here for my opinion right not like my mlg talent so that, those are the interesting type of that yeah, the worst you, types of games. Did I already it. tell you that I sneak stuff into my all my reviews? Did I tell you that already? Like what? Uh, so uh, in every single review I've ever done, I always have a hidden message somewhere. You can always either hear it or you can see it in the video. And so, like the last one in in uh, Forza, I talked about somebody just talking really fast and actually giving out no data. And I was actually talking about me. I was teasing me. So at 7.07 <laughs> in Forza, I, I give a long diatribe that's actually about me. And only two people got it. But when they got it, I gave them games. That's the joke. Is like, I'll give you a game if you post uh-huh. that you found the secret. So that's in cool. one of my games, I purposely, in numerics, I purposely spelled out F, F-U-C-K Sega. And I spelled, <laughs> but it's spelled out very clearly. It's just little secrets, right? Well, somebody got pissed because how I spelled it out was I used the level indicator in the top left. With my gameplay. So I was level one, level six, level five, level one, level six. Like, to spell out something. This ah. guy was so pissed. He was so pissed. He was How like... How long does that take to edit, man? That's, that's it, extra, honestly, extra I usually have, um, Well, I don't sleep. So I was ah. like... I, I, I had this cool idea. And I was like, I'm going to spell this out in binary. And I figured it out. And, uh, man, people f- loved it. Like, we had a blast. Because that's what I like to do. I like to joke around. I'm like, fuck it. But this mm-hmm. one guy was so pissed. He's like, your, 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 uh, your footage never shows you above level one. Or something like that. And I was like... Dude, and so I gave him my own footage, you know, of like being level uh, higher. I uploaded something, and he emailed me back, and he's like, "Why didn't you post that?" And I honestly, I told him, I was like, "Listen, if if you think that every person who fucking writes a website review has beat that game, you are daft. <laughs> you are completely, absolutely daffy, and should mm-hmm. never ever talk about games again." Because you are believing something. This, they will post three pictures on Polygon and a fucking and write it up. I could do that in one hour of gameplay. Yeah. One hour. Yeah. Um, you need to take it as a holistic. The video, the audio, 
in in the write up and and, and you usually take... you could just tell by the detail of the script yeah how much it's... someone knows about a game exactly and um and i was shocked when he wrote back and he was like dude not only do i apologize he's like a lot of times i come at youtubers and he he's like i realize holy shit there the reason why i'm doing that is cuz i have a feeling a lot of the people i've been listening to the reviews they haven't finished the game like, because he was so puzzled. He's like, this person's not talking about this skill or whatever. Yeah, He's see, like, for, you, for me, he I, goes, you <laughs> were talking about it. You just didn't show it. And, and oh, I just want to add, no. you've seen this. They'll say, don't show after this level in the embargo. Yeah, right exactly. in the embargo, it'll be all, don't, do not show after level six. Can, I can tell you how many times people have attacked me over that. Been like, yeah. you didn't no, show after abso- level six. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, for me, I try to just respond to them when they're like, dude, you only showed early gameplay footage. I'm like, do you want me to spoil the fucking game for you? Yeah, right. Yeah, no. With, with the character that no one's supposed to know yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, like watch me. Yeah, I, I, because for me, I like to beat a game, you know, review it myself, upload my review, get the thoughts from my viewers, then go and watch other reviews. I don't like to to be yeah, influenced right. during my process. And I'm watching these reviews. Like Record's a good example. I think it was IGN's. They had footage from the last level. I know. Of a fucking I know. game. I'm like. I know. What? Like, why? You know, I know. It it's was like such... a brief snippet, sure, but there was like a platforming, a boss fight, this and that. I'm like... Oh, Maddie, yeah. I will tell you a little secret that I've done. If you watch my reviews, I usually, the very first, very second footage, the first will be the title, mm-hmm. the very second footage cut will be uh, a later level, and then the rest of the stuff will be earlier. The reason why I do that is so no one can complain. Yeah. So you'll see me go like, level 28, and then everything else will be like 2. Yeah, and you know, or, so or lower like, stuff. Okay, he got this far. All yeah, because right, I'm so nervous about spoilers. There was one guy who told me I spoiled the game in Doom because, like, what the evil lady was like uh, talking to me or something like that. Like that person talks to you. That's a spoiler. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. I mean, I've never been. Nobody's ever got mad at me for spoiling, and that doesn't appear to be a spoiler at I, all. Yeah, I, I've but this person mistake. thought it was. I made a video on like I used to do a series called like Humanity's Biggest or Best Hidden Gems. Mm-hmm. And I just point out games I felt like didn't get uh, enough attention. Oh, sure. And so I covered a series called Danganronpa, which I've covered in the past. And I made one on Danganronpa 2. And in the I don't know what was wrong with me when I look back on it. Because I watched the video again recently. Uh-huh. And, you know, <laughs> there's this class trial section. And so you have all the students there. But any student who's dead, you see their picture with a red X like, Oh, they're fucking dead dude and so it's like circling yeah it's circling the fucking (laughs) costume and just you see on the edge of the screen like one person who's the main character with like an x in their face i'm like watching i'm like how did i not catch that like that wasn't even remotely subtle like it's just there it's there and and it's like a long process and they're talking about the murder and stuff oh that's embarrassing but it happens it happens i've made mistakes before i mean yeah no i mean from that point it wasn't even like anyone freaked out but yeah you know, I just removed an element of surprise for some people, but I'll never yeah. do that again because I, I love that series so much. I, I refuse to fuck that up for anyone. <laughs> One of the best game series I've ever played in recent memory at, at the very least. Next question comes from Leonidas Olympia. Very dedicated viewer asks great questions, always engages in good conversation. I've yeah, seen him definitely. tweet at you before. Love him. He said, biggest case of buyer's remorse. I have such a bad answer for this. Like, okay, bad, go for it. Bad because... in, a, in an embarrassing way, in a way. So, I remember I was at Best Buy, and I wanted to get a new game. Now, I used to play the shit out of Naruto games. Um, 
when I was growing up. And uh-huh. I don't want to trigger anyone out there. I'm not sure if it's Naruto or Naruto. I believe it's Naruto. I'm going to stick with Naruto because that's how I've always said it. No one's corrected me. Regardless, I remember I was at Best Buy with my mom. And I saw this new Naruto game that I'd never seen before. And I was like hot off of Ultimate Ninja 3 or something like that. And I thought, damn, I want that. Now I pick up the game. And it's all in Japanese. I don't know why Best Buy was shipping a strictly <laughs> Japanese title. I'm an impressionable 10-year-old. So first off, it's $60. This was before games were, you know, around the they, they were around the $40 price range usually. Right. This game was a PSP game for $60. Japanese and everything. And I pick it up. I'm like, this looks awesome. I think it was what, what it's called now is like Naruto Ninja Heroes or something on the PSP. Something along those lines. And so I picked this up, and my mom's like, it's in Japanese. I'm like, but it's Naruto. She's like, but Matt, like, you're not going to understand it all. I'm like, I, I want to get it. And so like, she- I somehow convinced my mom, and I remember putting <laughs> it on the like the checkout line, and, and the-, the cashier was like, this is in Japanese. I'm like, I know. They're like, <laughs> why are you buying this? They're like, and I'm like, because I want it. They're like, if you open this game, you cannot return it. Are you sure you want to buy, as a 10-year-old, a Japanese game? I'm like, fine i want it so they ring they're like okay they ring me up i go home i'm thinking like i got this i pop in the game i'm like what am i doing i don't even know if i'm playing the story right now or anything oh man and i just at 50 dollars down the tube and at that age that was not that's I not was, that was that was i was rich at that point you know? i was gonna say that must have been an actual good amount of money when you were yeah. a kid like 50 and, bucks and, was... and so yeah i'm sitting there just like why did i do this and i I think I tried – I did. I did manage to sell it. on This this story sprawls on for a while. I, I tried selling it on eBay, sold it to some guy. He bought it and then tried accusing me of like faking the – like selling the English version even though it was the Japanese version or something like that. I was like, it says in the description, Japanese only. And so like it was this whole eBay dispute and I finally got my money, which was half of what I originally had spent so yeah, like that was I regretted that purchase so much though. That's one of those ones that teaches you for years. Yeah. Uh, for for me, remember <laughs> I this is going nice and young. This is going way back, but there was a game on the Sega Master System called Zillion, and Zillion is fantastic. It's also an anime. Um, I, I can't remember which one comes first, but Zillion was a sort of a platforming Metroid game um, where to get through levels, you had to get to these. Uh, canisters, open up the canister and inside each canister was like a rune or an imprint. And you had to get a certain number in every level and then, or in the level and then go to the door and enter them in the door. And you had a time frame for doing so. And in that level, there's bad guys, there's laser beams, there's all this crazy stuff. And the first game, phenomenal. One of the, I still can remember every symbol. And my friend and I would sit there and we'd, I'd remember two and he'd remember two and we'd get to the door and he'd be all, uh, spectacles bug and I'd be all because they look like um, drawings I'd be all spectacles bug and then I'd be like uh, figure eight blah 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 and we'd get through that door and go to the next area mm-hmm. and so we go to eBay years later and there's zillion two and I'm like holy shit zillion two are you fucking kidding me and I flip it around now this should have told me that this was basically the Nicolas Cage Bangkok dangerous version of zillion because I flip this fucking thing around and I see motorbikes now my brain I was young at the time. My brain is like, it doesn't matter because I wanted it. And that's mm-hmm. the way I was when I was young. I'm like, I want it. I don't care if it's fucking, you know, pink puffalumps. It says zillion. And I love the original game. Yeah. So I talked to my mom and I make a deal. This is, I was a wheeler and dealer when I was a kid. So I'm like, mom, I will wash your car 
three times a week. I will wax it once a week for like three months, right? Oh. Because I, I, this is young. I was young. So like this was, I, I had to do a lot of work because I had no money at all. That was a dedication my right there. My mom even said, really? And I was like, yeah, three months. She's like, okay. And I get this game home and I'm like, and I invite my friend Brian over and we're like, yeah, zillion too. We, we turn it on. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where like even the music didn't like, it was just, it was instantly bad. It was, the music was bad and we hit start and then you're like this fucking transformable. It was almost like a bullet hell for some levels. Oh, okay. And it, so it went from Metroid style, like thought process and like cool, quick action to like bullet hell on a fucking back of a really shitty looking motorbike. And we were all, it couldn't have been different unless it had been a sports collectible card game, Barbie dressing title. Like, oh, no. oh my God, it was, and listen, I had, I had fucking, dude, I had three months of thinking of nothing but that game every single weekend, every single weekend. All I did was wash everybody's car in the house. And uh, Oh, by, by the way, I'd said my mom's car. It wasn't, it was the cars. We had three. Mm. So every car had to be washed and every car had to be waxed for three solid months. And I honestly can tell you that's enough to change a small child's like pattern of thought. <laughs> Cause I never did that shit again. I yeah. legitimately probably became the grizzled old Carrick. I am now the very day that ended. And I was like, Never again. <laughs> you know, oh, like, my God. <laughs> dude, it was Zillion 2. If you guys get a chance, check it out. That game sucked. You know how it is with a sequel that sucks. Mm. It's almost like it was just done mm. for like money or whatever. I'm sure, I could look around my room and find a pretty good example. Sequel that's been done for money. Like where it feels like it's legitimately just a, a, just been created and you're like I don't think there was any reason to R-Type 2 I felt that way it was a bullet hell shooter from years ago yeah if I if I went into my Steam library I'm pretty sure I'd find a, a game that I was like that was unnecessary yeah it was Physical. unnecessary exactly yeah. it's like thank you for digital cancer on the world <laughs> there's no reason to release that Zillion 2 people check it out it's terrible yeah. next question next question comes from Ductor or Ductor Ductor Alicus this is a good question for the both of us. What is the first thing you would do if a KOTOR 3 was announced? <laughs> yeah, right. That right there. I'd I just... shit myself green. Dude, you'd get texts. You would get Twitters. I would be fucking, I don't know where you live. I'd be in a car on my way to your yeah, house. I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, let's throw a party. That. We would have to like get together and play it like on two si- systems right next to each other. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Dude, dude, yeah, I know you just did this, but look at this again. (laughs) There is absolutely nothing right now that you could say above that right now for a title for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I just see the thing. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like I don't even know if a Star Wars RPG would be enough, right? Because like Kotor (laughs) is just this high ass bar. Yeah, the highest of them all. Yeah, it's like how could you possibly think about breaking through that? Just imagine, dude. See, I can spend hours just wishing that would happen. Like sitting there going, what? Because Knights of the Old Republic, the Old Republic is interesting as hell. It's just interesting. The bad guys, the time. And so like you and I both loved those titles. And the idea of, I I just sometimes like will sit and think reminisce of the first time I heard the, the music of KOTOR 1. And I saw a trailer on TV for the original Xbox. And they were like, and you were like, oh, KOTOR, and you hear, you know, all the different Sith talking and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know what I would do, but everybody would know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, would know. yeah. I would make my voice heard I, <laughs> yeah. I, everywhere, somehow. I'd scream on top of a mountain, 
do something ridiculous for the video to go viral and just oh. label it. This was for Kotor three. Like this is what Carrick looks naked and being kicked off yet or YouTube. <laughs> One <laughs> video, last video for the channel. No, yeah, no. I, see, for me, I, I think like we've heard rumors of Bioware working on another Star Wars RPG, but I don't know if I have that trust in them now. They ruined my trust with uh, Inquisition. I don't yeah. know. And the, the battle system is half of the thing I liked in KOTOR. I liked the Q and they battle would, system. They would change that for sure. And they would change that for sure. Yeah. They actually, no, not even actually, they absolutely it, would. It was so fun about that too because it was three people, but then they all had three choices, which then the combination was insane when you do the numbers. And so you felt like there was this cool strategy, like I'm going to stack this with this and that and this and this and that yeah. and this that. And then you were like, go. And you got to like masterpiece or failure you know you yeah. get to watch it and uh, yeah and then it was like oh i'm dying cancel all that right Stay right, right. Med pack. <laughs> right 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 yeah oh, man we can only dream right i i, I do all the time yeah. i hope so i hope so i would love to hear it yeah i mean they they haven't removed the old republic from the, the canon timeline thank you disney so i think there's a chance we'll see a old republic game of some form because like what Disney needs to realize with these games is to not tie them in to the established universe, to the movies. I know Battlefront actually sold pretty well. I admit I was wrong. I didn't think that game would sell that well because I thought the reviews would kill it. I thought people could just see from the outside looking in after it launched. But I was wrong. I just I feel like a game is much more appealing when it doesn't have any ties because it feels like it's going to be fresh and new like a movie. Where that's what's exciting about the next Star Wars Episode Eight, or what it was for Episode Seven, is that yes, I am getting this fresh, brand new Star right. Wars experience. When you're tied into a movie, which I'm sure we all know this by now, it's just like you're limited by that license in a way. You know, yeah. you have to have story constraints somehow fitting into whatever movie you're tying into. So when I look at that, I just think, why not make something separate? Because then it's got the Star Wars name. It's an amazing game. And people are going to buy it because it's Star Wars. And if it's good, it's going to market itself. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, I would kill for it. Yeah, well, hopefully one day. Anyway, that's uh, all our questions, and that's all we really have for this week's show. Well, he asked one more. Do you want me to read it? Right, go he, for it. it. It just says, worst thing you've ever done in a video game that made you feel like a complete asshole. Okay. I like and that. I wanted to answer that because he just did it uh, while we were in the midst of this, like okay. 15 minutes ago. Is like there that. anything? I'd have to think for a little bit on that. Okay, for me, PsyOps, you had the kick button, and I kicked a NPC I killed from the starting level all the way to the end and recorded it with Cadiz. It was literally one of the funniest things we've ever done. But when I got done, all of a sudden, for some reason, I was like, man, imagine if this was real. <laughs> and like I had gone in and shot this dude and then kicked his, his corpse all the way across the level to the last door. Like, what would I feel like? And I was like, mm. and then additionally, Pun- Punisher on the PS2 and Xbox original, I actually got my friends to leave the room because I was playing such a bastard in Punisher. There's like a place where you can feed a dude's head to a shark or you can smash yeah. a dude's eyeball over the tusk of a, um, of a woolly mammoth in a museum, and I would do it repeatedly, and I would grab everybody and take them over to the tusk. After uh. about the seventh time, one of my friends was like, dude, this is too, like, I, I felt an asshole in real life, not in the game. Like, I was like, I probably shouldn't do this anymore because nobody's enjoying it but me. I thought it was hilarious. I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, this is awesome. They put it in the game. Everybody else was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It sounds, so like the, uh, it sounds like the Manhunt games in a way. Yeah, it does. It does, definitely. Hmm. 
Is there anything you've done that like, or, or at least maybe even felt you like a, have you ever done something even stretching this a little bit? Have you ever like accidentally deleted a friend's game? Like something within the game world that was accidental at the same time. Uh, oh man, I got a pretty interesting story. Of course it loops back to fallout, but it's, it's probably the only, cause I, I, I pride myself on good morals. Probably the one thing, I mean, I've done some douchey things in my days like anyone else, but, uh, you know, this is, this is pretty top of the line douche move. <laughs> I decided I wanted to try Fallout 3. First time I played it. Uh-huh. So my friend Jared, he's like, yeah, I have Fallout 3. I'm like, can I borrow it? He's like, sure. Comes in the next day to class, gives me Fallout 3. I come home, I play it, I fucking hate it. I'm like, this game is trash. So I have it for a while, and I'm like, I wanted to go to GameStop and pick something else up. So I was like, why do I still have this game? Like, I knew it was his. I was like, I'm fucking selling this thing. I sell his game, <laughs> and I take the money, and I buy something new for myself. Oh my god! <laughs> and I played something else, and he, I will tell you right now, right until, I was a, it was definitely my freshman year of high school. Oh man! It wasn't until my senior year I paid <laughs> him back. 20 bucks. Oh, man. 20 bucks I had to pay him back. He, he would text me out of the fucking blue multiple times a year. You have my 20 bucks? I'm like, yeah, next time I see you, bro, I got you. Like, stretched on. And then, like, eventually one day, like, senior year, I considered my waking up time. I was like, why am I holding out on him? Like, this is not something a good person does. Why am I holding out? What's 20 bucks? I'm going to go right. fucking give him, man. I'm like, I gave him double. And I was like, look, dude, I'm sorry. Here's 40. I owe you. I, You know, I bought the game twice. I said I sold yours. And I feel like a dick. And, I mean, I'm still good friends with him. But still, I, it's like a good story we always look back on. I'm just like. Exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah, you do something douchey and you're still and the, it sounded even like a joke. Like, where's my twenty bucks? Like, it wasn't yeah. like he was trying to beat you up after school. <laughs> oh man, those are, dude. I've had that... one kid who wanted to do that. I was terrified. Once again, freshman year. Oh, gotcha. <sighs> Scary shit. Kid was like a fucking army dude. Uh, like, I talked to his girlfriend just as a friend. God, he wanted to kick my ass. I was like, dude, like I'm just friends with her. Don't kill me. I'm a fucking scrawny nerd. There's always some asshole in school. Uh, maybe yeah. I was an asshole for a while. Uh, when it comes down to it, that's probably the best story I've ever heard though. I never <laughs> in my life thought about selling someone else, someone else's game to like that shit's crazy birds. Like when I was younger, if somebody did that to me, I probably wouldn't even believe them. Cause I would not expect somebody to do that. Like that, when you said it, I was like, he fucking, so what? Like, that's yeah, why I was speechless I, for a bit. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. He's like, I just, I don't know what went through me. I was just like. I, I remember this much though. I was on. This was before GameStop. Stop, bleh, bleh, GameStop had listed prices on the trade-in <laughs> values for all their games. It was right. only like the top ten. Right. And I saw Fallout Three at like twenty bucks or something. There, twenty-three bucks. I was like, dude, that's like a quarter of a game, right? Or, or a third of a game, right there. It's a go. third of somebody else's game. Yeah. How like, did how did like person <laughs> how did ownership not not come into that discussion? Yeah, I, I like it. You're like. Well, that's you sound like a human slaver. You're like, like, well, of course, leave it up to character. Basically, somehow attribute those two together. But I like how you're like, and I thought, you know, hey, that's like a third of the price of the game. It's not your fucking game. You're like, why would that ever enter your mind? That's delicious, man. Because there's no, there's, like, I've never heard of somebody doing that. That's awesome. That's uh, that's very positive. That's a good way to end the Q and A for sure. Yeah, that's. <laughs> One of my less prouder moments, but still a good one to look back on because it didn't backfire on me. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Man. You ended up with all your limbs and everything. Yeah, was- yeah I, was, I was alive at the end of this, so yeah, it's all good. 
But uh, once again, thank you for joining. It's been yeah, a great a one. This has been really funny. <laughs> uh, as always, guys, uh, as you already knew, but the channel for Jeremy is linked down below. Please check out his stuff. Top-notch quality content, the very definition of it. Cannot thank recommend you. it enough on my behalf. Uh, he also has a Patreon, which you guys can check out. Support him there because your boy's opening one up soon. We're like yes, the indeed. Patreon duo. Bleh, duo. I can't talk. These just as these podcasts go on longer and longer, I just <laughs> learn. I lose. I, there we go. Fucked up again. I gradually lose my grip on the English language because I stare at a fucking blank wall. I need something to engage my brain. Anyway, that'll wrap up episode seventy-seven. I believe I said of the Ham Radio podcast. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. And we hope you have a great week. Peace out.